Let's do a little participation right now, right there at home where you are. Some statements will appear on the screen. And so say the first words that come to your mind. If you're with your family, all of you can participate. Finish these statements. I said, do it. What did you put there? Probably the word now. Here's the next one. I want it. The answer, probably now. Here's the third one. Not next week, not next month, not next year, not tomorrow, but now again. And the fourth is a prayer we might pray. Dear God, give me patience and give it to me now. Now. We live in a world of now. We live in a world of instant gratification and instant satisfaction. Don't believe me? Consider this. We like food that we can eat fast. We look for microwavable meals that will be ready in a minute or maybe two. And if the DoorDash or pizza delivery is going to take more than 30 minutes, we think that they are too slow. We have entertainment services that offer instant streaming and instant access to thousands of shows and movies. We hold phones in our hands that we can access information, bank accounts, and email instantly. And when it doesn't load fast enough, we hit that refresh button to try to speed it up. And companies like Amazon offer free two-day shipping and when our packages is, are not here at the end of two days, we might wonder if it will ever come. Jill and I recently ordered new pillows from that company that keeps advertising uh, everywhere. And it said that it would take two weeks to deliver them. Two weeks, that's forever in today's world. We live in a world of now. And the world of now is the enemy of the two qualities or fruit of the Spirit that we're talking about today. This is our third message in our Cultivate series where we're talking about the spiritual qualities that God wants to cultivate or develop in our lives. And those qualities or fruit of the Spirit are mentioned in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. Here's what it says. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. So far in the series, we've talked about love and kindness and joy and peace. Today, we want to talk about patience and gentleness. And our world of now is the enemy of both patience and gentleness. As I was thinking about what I wanted to say, I jotted down some facts that are true in my personal life when thinking about patience and gentleness. Let's see if these same facts are true in your life also. The first is this, I lack patience when my expectations are not met. I lack patience when my expectations are not met. Our problem is we have so many expectations. We expect fast food to be fast. 
We expect people to drive in the slow lane uh, when they're going slow. We expect our coworkers to work. We expect our kids to listen and respond. We expect our wife to know that we're right in the middle of watching a sporting event or a TV show, and that's why we aren't responding. Someone has written this, patience is a virtue, possess it if you can, found seldom in a woman, never in a man. And when my expectations aren't met, that's when I become impatient. I'm guessing that if you evaluate the times that you are impatient, you'll discover it's always when you have an expectation that's not being met. Another fact that's true in my personal life is this, my lack of patience leads to a lack of gentleness. Patience and gentleness seem to be pretty connected in my life. I'm a fairly gentle guy, pretty easygoing and soft-spoken until one of those expectations isn't met and I get impatient. Then I can be harsh, I can be loud, I can be sarcastic and forceful. My lack of patience seems to take away my gentle spirit every time. Is that true in your life also? One more fact that's true in my personal life. My lack of patience and gentleness are expressed in my relationships. My lack of patience and gentleness are expressed in my relationships. That's where it comes out. Sometimes it's because the people I love fail to meet my expectations and therefore I express my displeasure and lack of patience to them bluntly and harshly and it harms the relationship at least for a time. Other times it's with strangers. I remember a time years ago when my car stalled at a stoplight and I was trying to get it started. I even uh, went and opened the hood to try to get it started. And while the hood was up, the guy behind me started honking his horn. He was honking his horn and he kept honking it. And so I went back and I said to him, you know, I can't seem to get my car started. If you'll go up there and try to start my car, I'll stay back here and rudely honk your horn. I, I think he got the point. My lack of patience seems to even impact my relationship with God sometimes. I mean, sometimes I pray and the right answer to the prayer just seems so obvious. It seems so clear. But I pray and I pray and it doesn't happen. And I get frustrated and angry and impatient with God. It's worth doing an evaluation in your life. But if you do, I expect you'll discover that your lack of patience and gentleness is most often expressed in your relationships. As with the other qualities that we've talked about, God doesn't just want me to improve in these areas. He wants to cultivate these qualities. He wants to make them defining character uh, traits of my life. He doesn't just want me to be a little more patient and a little more gentle. He wants to produce these gifts in me so that I will live a lifestyle of patience, a lifestyle of gentleness. So in the time we have left, let me share with you some reasons that it is a priority to Jesus 
for us to let him produce patience and gentleness in us through his Holy Spirit. First, he has been patient and gentle with us. We have said all of these qualities that we're looking at are also qualities that reflect who God is. That's true of these qualities also. And without God being patient and gentle, we would all be condemned. We would all be without hope. Some have this picture of a God who is an angry and vengeful God waiting to punish us for our sins. But that isn't an accurate picture based on what we read in the Bible. Look at this verse from Romans chapter 2. It says, God has been kind to you. He has been very patient, waiting for you to change. But you think nothing of his kindness. Maybe you don't understand that God is kind to you so that you will decide to change your life. God has been very gentle and patient with us, waiting for us to change. And when we really understand God's expectation for us, then we will understand how patient he is with us. His expectation is that we should not sin, that we should not sin. In fact, the Bible says that God will never allow us to be tempted with a sin that we cannot say no to. Now, some of you have quoted that verse to say that God will never give us anything too great for us to handle. But the scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, says that he will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we can stand. And that with the temptation, he gives us a way to escape it. So understand what that means. God says he has given us an escape route for every temptation we face. And still I choose to sin willfully by my choice, knowing that I'm sinning. And if there was ever a time when God would strike us dead, it should be that moment when we make that choice to willfully sin. But he doesn't strike us dead then. And the verse says that he's being very patient with us and he's waiting for us to change. And that by being gentle and patient and kind, he hopes that our response will be the decision to repent, to turn back to him, to change our lives. God demonstrates how important patience and gentleness are by being very patient and gentle with us. And I'm so thankful that he is because I sure test his patience sometimes. One of the main reason God, reasons God wants to produce patience and gentleness in us is patience and gentleness help us get along. Look at what it says in Romans chapter 15, verse 5. May the patience and encouragement that come from God allow you to live in harmony with each other the way Christ Jesus wants. These gifts come from God. They are the fruit that grows in our lives as we submit to his Holy Spirit in our lives. And these gifts allow us to live in harmony with each other. 
to live in harmony with each other. Living in harmony isn't easy, is it? I'm guessing being at home in close quarters during this time has produced some conflicts around you. I mean, you've gotten on each other's nerves. You've probably become impatient with each other. Maybe you've expressed your disapproval with some harsh words. So how do we let this fruit grow in our lives so that we truly begin to live a lifestyle of patience and gentleness. Another scripture may give us some insight into that. Look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. It says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. The first key is to always be humble. Again, I become impatient when my expectations aren't met, and then I might become harsh. But what I overlook in those moments is how many times I have failed to meet other people's expectations. When I get frustrated because my order is not being delivered on time, in that moment, I don't seem to remember all the times that I have missed a deadline and frustrated someone by not delivering on time. And I get impatient with slow drivers who are going below the speed limit, and I ignore the times that I have gone below the speed limit trying to figure out where my GPS wants me to turn. Humility reminds me I'm also a flawed person who needs grace, and therefore I should gently and patiently extend grace to others. And the passage says, we need to make allowances for each other's faults because of our love. Now, since the people that we tend to get most impatient with are the people in our own home or our close friends, this is key. The people I love have habits or personality quirks that I get impatient with, but I love them. So I can make allowances for their faults. I can overlook some of those things. I can put up with them because of my love. And by the way, I'm fully aware that the people who love me put up with my quirks and my faults also. So when we're humble, we become more gentle and patient with each other. And we make allowances for each other's faults because we love each other. As we do that consistently, we begin to develop a lifestyle of patience, a lifestyle of gentleness. Let's look at one more reason producing these qualities in our lives is a priority to Jesus. Patience and gentleness opens the door for others. Patience and gentleness open doors for others. People who are still far from God are watching us. They're watching us and they're trying to see this Jesus thing and whether it's working in our lives. They are watching our lives and wondering if this is real or if it's just a fad. And what they see in us helps them determine if they want to walk through that door of faith or just leave it shut in their life. Both with our words and with our actions, we can influence people towards Christ or push them away. Look at this verse from 2 Timothy chapter 4. 
Tell everyone God's message. Be ready at all times to do whatever is needed. Tell people what they need to do. Tell them when they are doing wrong and encourage them. Do this with great patience and careful teaching. It's interesting that this verse says pretty clearly that to tell others about Jesus, eventually we're going to have to talk about sin. We're going to have to talk about what they're doing wrong. And we all know that there's a few ways to do that. We can be harsh, we can be bold, we can be judgmental, or we can be patient and gentle and encouraging and careful. Influencing someone towards Jesus isn't a fast process and it requires lots of patience and gentleness. First Peter 3 also talks about how we can open the door of faith for people who need Jesus. Look at what it says in 1 Peter 3. But respect Christ as the Holy Lord in your hearts. Always be ready to answer everyone who asks you to explain about the hope you have. But answer in a gentle way and with respect. When we live our lives for Jesus in the right way, those in our line of sight, the people we meet every day, those who are far from God, will see a difference in our life. They'll wonder about it, and eventually they may ask us about it. And when they do, the passage says, we gently and respectfully speak hope into their lives. We tell them what Jesus has done for us, the hope that we have, and we tell them in a respectful way, and we patiently wait for them to be ready to respond. One of the things that is hard for me at this time is that we have so many people who are new to our church. They're new and attending services online, and I haven't had a chance to meet some of you in person yet. And I'm anxious to do that. But I want you to know, we want to help you discover God's patience and his kindness. To experience the hope that he has given to us and to all of us who have trusted in him. And I also want you to know, if you're listening today and you are not yet a follower of Jesus, if you're still trying to decide whether uh, this is all true or not, whether you're going to trust him to forgive you and to help you, if you are that person who isn't quite there yet, God is, be is being patient and he's waiting for you. He's waiting for you. Look at this verse in 2 Peter chapter 3. Here's what it says. The Lord is not slow about doing what he has promised, the way that some people understand slowness. But God is being patient with you. He does not want anyone to be lost, but he wants all people to change their hearts and lives. You see, it isn't just that Jesus is slow about coming back to earth and taking those who trust him to heaven. It isn't that uh, he just hasn't gotten around to the judgment day yet. Here's what it is. If Jesus was to come back right now, many people would be lost. Many, many people would spend eternity separated from him. And that's just not okay with Jesus. 
It's not okay with him. And so God is being patient because he doesn't want anyone to be lost. He wants everyone to change their heart and life and trust him to save them. And if you're one who hasn't quite decided yet, God is being patient with you. He's being patient for you. He just can't stand the thought of heaven happening without you there. And so he's being patient. And can I gently say, he may have brought you to this service today to help you decide. It's time for you to get your questions answered once and for all, for you to make a decision once and for all. It's time for you to decide to, decide to follow Jesus fully or to reject him completely. And we want to help you with those questions. We want to help you make that decision. And if you need to ask your questions, if you are ready to make that decision, you can just email me. Email me at steve at impactpittsburgh.com or talk to the host in your chat area and they will help you to connect with people who can help you at this time. Let's pray together, shall we?